Hello and welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a fun one today. We're going to be continuing our tradition of uh, going back through the uh, Stanley Cup final games. Uh, Today we're going to look at Game 5 because the one-year anniversary of Game 5 is actually tomorrow, Saturday. So we're going to take care of that one today. Um, Some good memories with that one. We'll get into that. Uh, And then afterwards, if we have a little bit of time left, we're going to do a bit of a big three, some smaller topics that Tommy and I came up with. Um, But first and foremost, got to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Tommy. So game five of the Stanley Cup final often known as the second most pivotal game in a series that you could have other than game seven, uh, two, two in Boston winner goes up three, two takes all the momentum in the series. Absolutely huge game. What were your thoughts heading into it? I, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you summed it up perfectly there. You're thinking two, two going into the game. I mean, it's basically the swing game and you just have to win one more if you win this one. So like and on the biggest stage in front of everybody after a 50-year drought the blues get to that point i mean i felt like all the stars were aligning for the blues to win it in six at home and i was like i mean game five is the first step of getting there so i was like okay this is huge and then uh then the bruins come out and throw 17 shots in the first period on Bennington. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bruins were, Bruins were really, really dominant early on in this game. Um, the final shot totals were, were indicative of that. The final shot totals were 39 to 21, but the Bruins um, early on, I mean, looking at like the, the game flow that NHL provides, it was just all Boston for pretty much that entire first period. There were a few little spurts from St. Louis, but Boston Bruins really, standing um, on his head. yeah, the Bruins really, um, held their own early on. And I remember that period Bennington was maybe the best period of, of, of hockey he's played in the entire postseason was, was that period other than maybe some stuff in like the, in, in the overtime against Dallas, even though he didn't face a whole lot of shots, but in terms of shot volume, I mean, I think that this was his most dominant period performance. Um, from what I can remember, it was, it was, it definitely gave me some hope uh, heading into the second period, but second period was sort of similar throughout. Um, Blues didn't get a lot of shots. Bruins did, except the one difference maker was Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, pretty early on into the period, fifty-five seconds. Man on in. fire, man on fire gets <laughs> gets a goal in his second consecutive Stanley Cup final game up to this point. That would be two in a row for him. Um, Six another, of the playoffs. Yep, another early goal uh, in a period. Huge back angle to put the Blues up one nothing. Uh, and then they uh, they kind of rode that momentum for the rest of the second period. Held off a, a hungry Bruins attack. Um, and really managed to to play good defensive hockey, and then the uh, the third period gets going. A uh, bit of bit of bit of back and forth early on in the third, and then um, about halfway through the period, uh, who is it? Was it Nolachari? Yep, had the puck on the uh, uh, in his defensive zone. Had the puck uh, along the boards. Tyler Bozak came in, went for the puck, might have gotten a little bit of skate. Um, 
Also a leg kick, but we don't talk uh, about that. We, we, we don't have to get into detail. Um, Sean Corrales goes down as a shot. Um, Perron scoops up, or, or Bozak scoops up the puck, sorry. Play goes on. Puck finds Perron's stick. Uh, actually, Puck finds O'Reilly's stick, and then Perron's stick, and Perron kind of fires it in. Um, a bit of a weird angle, too. Like off, it was like off a defenseman or something like that. Yeah. Or, or whatever, weird goal all around, um, but a massive goal in terms of implications because that puts a you up massive goal. In puts you up two nothing in a game where in in a game where Boston feels like they're doing everything right, but they can't just they just can't find the back of the net because Bennington's shutting them down. So going up two goals in that instance instead of just the one was huge. Absolutely, I mean it was a very uh, very important goal. I mean as echoed by the fact that the Bruins scored a, a goal about two and a half minutes later to to bring the game within one. Who knows what would have happened if that if that goal never happened for St. Louis. Um, do you want to talk about the trip, Tommy? Do you want to talk about it? I do. I have a lot of uh I have a lot of emotions about it. Because a you lot do. of people a lot of people like talking about the blues and their Stanley Cup run in terms of how dirty they played and how they didn't uh-huh. deserve the championship and first of all i think that's bullshit just because the blues were built to withstand a seven game series and a lot of teams that they went up against weren't uh i think boston was probably one of the only exceptions in that regard um but yeah like in terms of endurance in terms of being able to take a beating i feel like that's important to playoff hockey so i mean you take you take what you can get there um but yeah, I mean, you just watch the play. I think I think there was contact there from Bozak, but I don't think there was enough there to warrant the reaction that he had and flipping his leg up and falling over backwards, throwing his hands up in the air like he just got shot. I don't think yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe if he didn't do that, he his chances of getting the call might have been better. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, look... Did the Bruins get a little screwed on that one? Yes. Has the officiating been terrible in the entire playoffs and every team has had to deal with it equally? Yes. Do I think the refs gave the Blues the cup? Hell no. (laughs) Come on. Come on. They went worst to first? And you're going to tell me that the only reason they won the cup was because the refs handed it to them. All right. Go off. Look. Look, as someone who was in a house with Bruins fans at the time, I understand the anguish. I understand the pain. I was there for the hand pass. I get it. But Stanley Cup winning teams have the ability to respond to that adversity and take it and channel it and go out there and dominate. As we saw with the Blues and the Sharks, the Blues now own the Sharks. They've outscored them like 27 to 4 since the hand pass happened or something stupid like that. Such a good um, point. And you know what? At that point, it was, only three game, it was only three games to two. Boston responded next game, sure. Then the game after that, they choked on their own home ice. So, sorry. It was a brand new <laughs> series after that. Um, can't erase history. Can't, you know, couldn't, couldn't review the hand pass. Couldn't review that. Sometimes it's just how the cookie crumbles. It's a game. There are human referees who make human decisions, human judgment. Sometimes it's going to be worse than others. Um, if it were the other way around, would Tommy and I still be ranting about it and still be upset about it? Absolutely, we would be. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The best part is it's not the other way around, and the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions, so tough luck. 
Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of, I mean, you could kind of pinpoint like a lot of missed calls in the series. I mean, the Tory Krug one, for instance, I mean, we, we still talk about that sometimes and we won the cup, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Called how they're called and you can't reverse the, the tale of time. Right. It's definitely a frustrating one. Like I, I, I can imagine I'm not trying to dog on Bruins fans. I can sympathize yeah. with, with how that would be frustrating and how that would be annoying. But uh, where I draw the line is the whole, Oh, blues didn't deserve to win the cup. Blah, 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 blah. Like the 98, five guys who got on the radio afterwards and were like, yeah, I will on. never have respect for this team. They are the dirtiest team ever. Blah, 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 blah. My favorite thing from that, uh, that whole exchange was, um, Mark Bertrand, the uh, their 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 large comedic personality, um, is the best way to describe him. Um, <laughs> the best way to describe him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the video, you know who I'm talking about. Um, he goes on a rant and basically says, "I can't believe that after winning the cup, the best the Blues could mu- the best that these players could muster together was saying." was saying right the f word and grunting like oh show some (laughs) class like what do you want what do you want them to say oh golly gee it feels so good to lift up this (laughs) this metal chalice that i worked so hard for (laughs) yeah what do you want them to say other than holy like like fuck yeah we just won the stanley cup i i don't know i thought that was a really funny argument because like of all the things to get bent out of shape over you're gonna get bent (laughs) out of shape over the f word all right Oh, out, of, out of NHL players finally expressing themselves, like like people in the media and social media and everywhere, beg them to do on a consistent basis in interviews and in commercials and all that stuff. All you want to see is personality, personality from these NHL players, and they finally show it, and then you get mad. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it was a little. I mean, <clears throat> little little bit of a childish reaction, in my humble opinion. Yeah, because um, I feel like that same like if they had a player on the show, right, and they ask him questions, and he just gives them cookie cutter answers, I guarantee he's gonna be pissed. Yeah, but if yeah. they have a player that comes on the show and they ask him a question about like say the playoff format, and he's like, "Oh, it's fucking terrible. Like I hate it and makes me sick." They'd be like, "Oh, this is great content." Right, exactly. There. That's literally spitting chiclets. That's that's what they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it, hypocrisy. It, it, Right, it has it has its place clearly. I mean, the blue, watching them watching the Blues lift the cup and just drop f bombs and grunt. I was like, same man, that's how I feel. And I just yeah, watched the same. thing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, we didn't even have to put in the hours behind scenes. Waking up at five forty five in the morning for workouts and skates and all of that stuff, and we're out there like crying and getting emotional and dropping f bombs. So you can imagine how these guys feel, dude. I remember. Um, I think two of the two or three of the games happened after my um my um I had night I was taking night classes over the summer uh mm-hmm. like twenty five minutes away from my house and the class would always get out well the class was supposed to get out at eight fifteen game started at eight but it would always get out about like half an hour like so I'd always be I'd always be like literally driving home walking right in at around puck drop. So I would always play like I had like a good like pump up playlist with a bunch of like oh, yeah. songs on there. And I'd always, <laughs> I'd always listen to them in the same order. I'd listen to like um, Thunderstruck and all, and all like these like arena anthems pulling up to my driveway. Yeah. And I would get I would get myself so hyped because, you know, like listening to music in the car is like the best way to listen to music. Songs, 100%. Sound, songs sound the best. Feels like you're there. So I would be listening to like these hockey anthems, like going like, woo! in the car on the way home mm-hmm. 
and getting myself real ready to walk in right at puck drop. It was great. Oh, good times. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that, that conversation brings up, uh, I think one of the, like in terms of just not how like the game felt, but in terms of like how I was feeling like outside of the game, that uh, Dallas game seven game was an absolute marathon, dude. Oh. Like, I just remember staying up so late and I was like, this is brutal. Like, I don't know what's going to happen like tomorrow. Cause I, I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I had classes, but I was like, Oh man. Uh, at some point I was just like, I don't, I don't even know. Like the stress was just so high. And I was like sitting on the edge of my bed, like it face inches away from the screen. And then finally yeah. we won. And I just like, like I was in a dorm at the time and my entire dorm just like erupted and like, my roommate because i was in like a suite so we both like flew out of our rooms and we we're like let's fucking go and like i don't even know how late it was but it was way past like quiet hours dude I don't, our RA didn't even care. I don't even remember watching that game i know i did because like my buddy my roommate always like brings it up he's like yeah man he's like not even that big of a hockey fan he's like yeah man we watched it together patty Maroon scored the goal and i'm like okay if you say so mm-hmm. i don't know and it's not any like you know it's not like i had a quote unquote reason to not remember it wasn't one of those nights um yeah so it was just pure adrenaline pure pure like blacking out sticking to the game so that was a fun one um yeah it was a good time really really uh got my blood pump and got me a good workout you know uh speaking of getting your blood pump and good workouts you know what a good protein bar is tommy maybe the best tasting protein bar is what's that it's built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever there you go they're tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a delicious candy bar. You got 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate with nuts, eight chocolate without nuts. Uh, every single bar is covered in 100% chocolate, completely covered in delicious chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're healthy. Uh, they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Tommy, yesterday I talked to Joey about the mint brownie, but... You, we, you know our, our, our favorite here, the, the peanut butter brownie. Oh, man. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, only 3 grams of sugar, and only 3 grams of net carbs. What are you missing out? It's delicious. It's great for you. And you know where you can get them? If you go to BuiltBar.com right now and you use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10. You're off your first order at BuiltBar.com. That's All a right. hell of a deal right there. It is a hell of a deal. And, and we'll I'll tell right you what, bro, I've, I've probably had like six of those bars by now. I'm, I haven't had one yet that that I haven't liked. So, Oh, yeah, they slap. You really can't go wrong. I will say I've been kind of avoiding the coconut one just because I'm not really a coconut, I'm fan, not a coconut fan in general. But that being said, yeah, six out of six, pretty solid. So, mm. All right, we'll be right back with, uh, with the big three. All right, you ready? I'm ready. ready to share our opinions. All right, I'll go first because I think mine's a bit of a quicker debate. I hope yours is a little bit more uh, discourse, but I was uh, I was kind of struggling a little bit. All right, okay. So I went with my big three fast food burgers. Ooh, All yeah. Right. Like if I'm like feeling hungry for some protein, but also like feeling pretty broke, this is what I'm going for. All right, so at the three spot. I have um, McDonald's. Now, the burger I get there depends on my mood, but lately I've been going with a with a double quarter pounder with cheese, just something classic, you know, lots of meat, lots of flavor. 
some great French fries. Maybe I'll get a McFlurry if I'm feeling if I'm feeling special. Um, extra M and M's. Number two, I'm gonna go with the Wendy's Baconator. I mm. I, I started uh, getting Wendy's a lot more lately. I was never really a Wendy's guy, but but I got a Burger King burger and I was like, wow, this is trash. I never want to get a burger from here again. So I'm like, you know what? There's a Wendy's down the street. Let's try that. No, I'm serious. Dude. I had a Burger King burger and it was probably the worst fast food experience of my life. It oh, was like, God. it was cold. The meat wasn't really, you know, the meat was like spongy and none of the ingredients were like fresh. It was, it was so disappointing. I, I will never go back to Burger King again. So anyways, Wendy's Baconator. Mm, they have the fresh cooked beef, which is great. They don't freeze their freeze their patties. So it, it really makes you feel like you're eating a real restaurant style burger. Um, mm-hmm. Bacon, obviously great topping. Cheese, great topping. But neither of those come even close to being in the same ballpark as Five Guys. Oh Ooh, my god, that's a good I one. I don't know if it counts as fast food, but it does in my heart. Five Guys burgers. Oh man, it it oh, is so good. They're thick too. <laughs> Five Guys burgers might be the best burger I've ever had, much less fast food. They're thick. Come with a million fries that are freshly made um, every time. You know they they always showcase like where their potatoes are from that day, and they're not like the the mush the mush plant like McDonald's. It's, mm-hmm. it's actual like real like Idaho potatoes. And you know they're good too because they have like the little skin on the one side of their fries, mm-hmm. so you can tell that they're like fresh cut. Yep, mm-hmm. fresh cut fries. I respect that. Um, delicious burger. They got like the the drink machines where you can get like the cherry vanilla Coke if you want or like the the watermelon mango lemonade. You can get any sort of combination you want. If you're going to Five Guys, that is like a – that's like going to Disney World for a day. That's like a – that's like a – they're going to be the highlight of your day guaranteed every meal you have other other meal you have that day is just going to feel inferior because you know for lunch you had a Five Guys burger and you're just like, damn. I wish I was just having that instead of this grilled chicken for dinner. Man, that's, <laughs> that's a bummer. But yeah, that is my big three fast food burgers. Um, change my mind. Just kidding. Don't. It's impossible. <laughs> I want to hear what you're. I want to hear your thoughts. I don't know what you guys got like out, out there in the Midwest too. But like, I'm I'm missing out on like yeah, white my castle. One, my now, one. I, I've never had those. We'll see. Okay, so. <laughs> Number three, kind of going off where you're saying, you said you turned into a Wendy's guy, right? Yeah, big Wendy's okay, guy. Okay, so the double stack at Wendy's, absolute classic. And also, it goes it goes in perfectly with the with the four by four deal. You guys have mm-hmm. that out in out in Boston? I believe we do. Okay, yeah. So that's me and my buddy in high school, and even now, we just always do the four by four deal with get the nugs, get a burger get a drink and then i think you get something else i forgot what it is um i would complete the four in the four by four yeah 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 <laughs> i forgot what the last one is but uh it's yeah dude, the double stack was always a staple maybe um, i'll have to try that next time number two i'm gonna go with the big mac just because like in terms of price i'm i mean it's kind of overpriced i will say that but yeah like in terms of just everything complementing each other and the middle bun in there is nice too. Adds like a little buffer between the patties, but that special sauce, bro. Pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Amazing. Dude, I got a quick, quick, quick tangent about, about McDonald's. Um, from my apartment this year, it's actually even closer to my apartment next year, but there's a McDonald's, um, 
like right down the street. Um, and it's the only thing that's open like after midnight and, and our, not the only thing, but like the only cheap thing that's open after midnight. So like mm-hmm. my, me and my five roommates would probably order from McDonald's like <laughs> four times a week. <laughs> um, especially, especially like towards the end of the semester when we were getting real, like when we were getting like the coronavirus vibes, we were like, oh damn, we're, we're going home. We gotta, we gotta really take advantage, spend, spend mm-hmm. up on Uber Eats. So it would always be like every night it would be like these two gigantic McDonald's bags filled with like, and we would all get the cheap burgers. So there'd be like, all right, who got the five McChickens? Yeah. All right, who got the, who got the, who got the six $1 hamburgers? Yeah. It was like literally like, like a, we were waiting in line at a food bank because there was so much food getting passed around from like that crappy little McDonald's down the street. Yeah, that's what my that's what my brother and I do. We always get like the McDoubles or the McChickens, and then just get like three or four of them, and then just mac hot, on hot and spicy McChick. Dude, I was gonna say that honorable mention for McDonald's spicy McChicken is amazing, but also I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This might just be like a weird little like local thing, but a lot of oh, people boy. from my hometown will take a McDouble and a McChicken. And turn it into a McGangbang. A McGangbang, yeah. A McGangbang. Yeah, bro. And it's like a Big Mac, except it's got chicken and a burger. Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, so honestly, that might replace the Big Mac as number two. The McGangbang? Yeah. And then number one is a secret menu item. So if you guys aren't listening, please pay attention right now. Turn your, turn your volume up in your car. Turn your volume up on your phone, because shit's about to get real. I, I'm Stick excited to hear shake. this. At Steak and Shake, there is a burger called the 7x7 seven seven that is not on the menu. It has seven patties and seven pieces of cheese, and it's $7.77. It is the most delicate, delectable, gross, but amazing sandwich you've ever you had in that? your life. How do you um, eat that? Slowly. Slowly and with care. <laughs> it guessing. comes with fries, too. Yeah. As if you need highly recommend monstrosity, dude. See, oh this is one God. of those things where we experience. don't have steak and we don't have that near me. That's sad. Steak it, and Shake is amazing. We got Shake Shack, which is really good. That's pricey but, though. But yeah, but that's only like in steak and Boston. Get, steak and Shake can get a triple steak burger for four bucks. What and it comes with heck? fries. What? The, uh, <laughs> all right, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Sh- when I come visit St. Louis, you're just gonna have to. You're just gonna have to show me around to all the local eateries, not like nice right. restaurants, like the the fast food places that I don't have. That's where I want to go. Yeah. You guys have Raising Cane's. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna go there too. Okay. Raising Cane's is fire. Okay, I sound so defeated. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh man, more food I have to eat. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's more so just like that I don't have it here, and I'm like a little sad oh, yeah, about the, it. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're running low on time. So let's take one more short break and then we will head into Tommy's big three. All right, Tommy, what do you got for us? All right. I'm doing big three pets today. Ooh. Cause I have some hot takes that I'm probably going to piss some people off. So <laughs> here's what we're going to do. All right. Oh God. Coming in at number 700 oh. is cats. Oh, fuck cats, all right. dude. All right. All right. All right. Before we continue, <laughs> before we continue, I need to say um, I disapprove of cat slander immensely. I love my cats. I know that they don't love me. They only love That's me sometimes. That's the point. 
That's why they're seven hundred. But I read something that was like, it was like one of those like ladies if blah 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 blah. But like this one, I actually vibed with because it was like ladies. If a man doesn't like cats, it's because he he refuses to to like things that he cannot control. He has a pro, he has control issues and and um, since, yeah yeah since, what are you since cats, say, John? yeah I don't I mean I'm just I'm just using word association to share a clever tweet that I agreed with about men with control issues and their dislike for cats. Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, and, for me personally, if I get a pet, I want a pet to love me as much as I love it, right? Mm. And every interaction i've ever had with a cat because i had i essentially had a cat mm. this last semester at school it mm. just wasn't like we didn't put a collar on it but it was a stray that would just hang around our house all the time and all it would do the only time it would come over was when my roommate was cooking on the grill so it only came for food and then we'd like give it a little piece and he'd like try to like pet it and then it would just run away <laughs> so first of all they're cold-hearted. <laughs> Second of all, they're like they're not even like a pet, bro. They're like a roommate. And then when you get home, they're like, "Oh, it's you again." Instead of like <laughs> a dog, who when you get home, they're like, "This is the best day ever. My human's home. I can't wait to play all day and like snuggle up to him and all of this stuff." Mm. So don't tell me I don't make valid points because I'm right. You do make I valid want, points. I just want the effort to be there, man. But if I'm, I'm just... putting an effort, and like you're their life source, right? So, like, you feed a cat to keep it alive. You give it a roof over its head, and it's just, like, gives you this little sassy attitude. Okay, but Toby, don't act like you were a teenager at one point and did the exact same thing. Yeah, but I'm not a teenager my, my whole life. <laughs> I learn. <laughs> Dogs learn. Dogs have conditioning. Cats just, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like their tune. He's real key. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like their too but look i will say like i agree with you that it's a little frustrating when cats don't give you that love back like we adopted a new cat um his name is jerry i don't know weird name we adopted him while i was in my second semester uh this year at college so like i i got uh-huh. like a mu- i got like a month behind on like seeing him i have been home now for three months i have maybe laid eyes on him like three times yeah. He just hates me. But that's what I'm saying. But the cats that, that I do have, um I we have two other cats, um, and they're big fans of me. Um but 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 in like the cat way. So like I only see them like once a day. But like I'll tell you, like if I'm chilling in in, in my bedroom at like m- midnight and like all alone and kind of like sad about it because I'm like I wasted another day. And then all of a sudden I hear my cat door. Because I have a cat door because I'm white like that. I have a cat door on my bedroom door, and if I hear it start to if I hear it start to wobble. I get so excited because I'm like, oh my god! One of these cats is gracing me with their presence. Oh my god! And my god. cat, and my cat walks in and he jumps up on the bed and he cuddles with me. I'm like, you know what? I earned that affection. It's not like I just got it by existing, like my dog, even though she loves me and I am her favorite person in the house. That is a fact. Um, yeah, I feel like I've earned the affection. I'm like, you know what? Hard days work of watching Netflix and and playing video games, and now my cat wants to be like, hey, good job. And I'm like, thank you, cat. <laughs> See, here's the here's the difference where it comes in. It's my dog. Well, technically my brother's dog, but our I like our fa- he's he's here at the house, so I consider him mine. But his name's Moose. He's like an Irish setter and a lab mix. This is why I have dogs at number one, by the way. So we're going three and one on or no, yeah, seven hundred and then one, and then I'll give you guys two and three after. But Moose. So today my entire family was outside because. Um, our family members were over picking up like a saw, I think. Okay. Um, 
And Moose is looking out the window, barking his head off because he has like he actually has like separation anxiety. Like if you if we leave him alone, he just like chews everything up and like cries the whole time. It's the saddest thing. So what I do. We're yeah, we're literally right outside the window. I look at him. He's like jumping up and down, like barking and stuff. And then I like have a conversation with my mom, look back at the window and the curtain on the window is just absolutely shredded, thrown (laughs) on the ground (laughs) because he couldn't stand to not see us for like 30 seconds. Mm. I mean, yeah, I I agree with you. He sleeps with me every night and puts his head like on my chest. And so, like his his head like goes up and down while I breathe, and it's the it's just the cutest thing, dude. Yeah, I and he like dogs are number one. Yeah, and if he if he gets in trouble, I like tell him he has to sleep in his cage, and he just has like the saddest look on his face because he doesn't get to sleep next to me because he loves me with everything in his heart. Like, his entire like, world revolves around me. It's gonna be like when your wife makes you sleep on the couch. Yeah, exactly. I feel so <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then when i let him out in the morning i'm like oh he's a good boy and like hype him up and he starts jumping up and down it's beautiful yeah, anyway so you be like when your wife two. comes down the next morning it's like hey i made you breakfast yeah exactly yeah, it's the same it's the same thing. yeah yeah wives are just basically dogs is what josh is saying. whoa <laughs> oh no in this no, scenario the husband is the dog the husband is the dog oh, yeah, the husband, yeah the husband yeah. yes we, yeah then now and i can agree with okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two, number two pet I have is sugar gliders. Because excuse me, what, dude? What? Sugar glider, little baby flying squirrel. Are those As domesticated? Huh? Yeah, dude. Do- uh, all right. Get, like I know a ton. I know a ton of people in Missouri that have baby sugar gliders, and Classic. they're so precious. And they Classic got the little like Missouri. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they got those like big old like puppy dog eyes, but it's a freaking squirrel with wings. I mean, what's not to like? Okay, I can agree. That's number two. And then number three, we're going more exotic here, is a monkey. Tigers. Joe Exotic. Oh. No, monkey. Oh, tigers. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, we're going to go monkey, though, because, I mean, monkeys are a lot like humans. Yeah, I, I could vibe with a monkey. Yeah, and Michael Jackson had a monkey, so you already know. Didn't Justin, Bieber, didn't Justin Bieber have a monkey and then he, like, abandoned it? I think Wasn't so. that a whole thing? Like Justin Bieber so, had so. a monkey, and then like he was at an airport, and they were like, "Hey, man, you can't take the monkey on the plane." And he was like, "All right, fuck this monkey," and he, he just he just let it go. <laughs> yeah, he just let it go. Like the airport would do. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> free monkey." It's like the middle of Los Angeles. He's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do here?" Be be looking for bananas and palm trees. <laughs> and he just finds he just finds a bunch of influencers trying to take selfies. He's like, oh, oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. That's an interesting big three. Um, yeah. So I mean, dog. Dog one, sugar glider two, monkey three. Cat 700. Yeah, cat 700. All right, I'm going to go dog number one. I'm going to go... I mean, I guess just speaking from experience, I got to go cat number two. I've given my argument for cats. Okay. Um, number three for best pets. I mean, I feel like a monkey would be pretty dope. Reptiles are sick, but they're like... Nah, you but like you don't want to be that weird kid with a reptile. Uh, my brother's that weird kid with a reptile. Also, wanna come, I have a leopard. Wanna come over, over and look at my? What do you mean? Want to come over and look at my snakes? Okay, I have a leopard gecko, and he's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm staring at him right now. Okay, his name's Gretzky. What's up, Gretz? I don't know. If, I don't know if that counts as a weird kid. And, but my brother has like African bullfrogs and like shit. Like, so he's a weird kid. Mm, all right, number three. Maybe I'll go with like a chinchilla. Oh, that is out. nice. 
Yeah, yeah. And then number seven hundred, I'm gonna go chickens because we have chickens. chickens. <laughs> we have chickens. I oh, own God. chickens, and they get better treated than me. My mom like <laughs> built them a coop with like a heater and like multiple stoops and like all this. And do they provide any sort of care and affection and say like, hey, thank you for taking care of us? No, they just lay eggs and we eat them sometimes. That's it. <laughs> we just eat their offspring. That's all. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. And then, off. you know, and then I have to worry about, hey, Josh, you let the dog out when the chickens were out and she tore their head off. You dumb oh, dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I've never let her out when the chickens are out, but she has torn our chicken's head off before. Holy. All right. Anyways, technical difficulties aside, we ran out of time. We, we, we spoke for more than the allotted time that our recording service allows. That's how heated we got on our pet debate. So... Apologies for the for the abrupt cutoff there, but uh, I think we can wrap things up by saying chickens, no. no Cats, no. Dogs, cats, yes. Cats, maybe. Dogs, yes. I think so if you have a dog, go give it a hug real fast, maybe a treat. Mm. Give them some loving because they're number one in our book, and I'm pretty sure everybody else's book. So Agreed. All right, I think that's all we got for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out Locked on NHL. they got a great show. I'm sure they're covering the, the playoff format and everything, giving you all the necessary information for that. So definitely check them out. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Locked on Blues. Stay tuned. Have a great weekend. Uh, should have some good episodes out for you all next week. That being said, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.